Hello and welcome to Playing Catch Up. Uh, my name's Tom Bailey. I'm here with Paul Thomas once again. Paul, I've got nothing prepared in way, way of preamble, um, <laughs> but we've been playing a bunch of games. I guess we'll we'll do what we normally do and, and talk about them. Um, do you want to do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll just jump straight in. Um, so um, you might have seen recently that a new disaster report game has been announced for the West. I think. Uh, I think you might have seen that online, and um, yes. Um, so I've so that got announced um, just I think last week. Um, it came out in Japan only sort of um, sort of earlier this year, but um, it's a series that I've always been interested in. And bizarrely, as it was announced, I was actually already playing the very first one in the series. Uh, which I finished oh, wow, okay. this week. So that is SOS Final Escape, is what it's called uh, when it was released over here on the PS2. Uh, made by IREM, um, and they made sort of three of these, and then uh, the company went bust and went under, and then it's been something ridiculous, like 10 years or so, and um, they're finally making a fourth one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've been playing this, and I finished it, Um and it was interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I've played a few different um, sort of um, disaster sort of games and sort of survival games in the past. And there's there's been there's there's a few different ones. So there's there's I Am Alive on which was a download game that um, came out by Ubisoft. I haven't played through that fully, but I've played a little bit of that, and that plays up quite a lot of the survival techniques and sort of natural disasters um, and tries to do it quite quite seriously um, I've played a game called Disaster Day of Crisis which was a Wii game I don't know if you've heard of that yes, one yes I've heard of it not played it yet. Um, which was made by the people who went on to do Xenogears um, but it's nothing like right. Xenogears in the slightest <laughs> and that game is a little bit more jovial I would say on the disaster um, setup which tends to make you sort of use your Wii remote and waggle uh, in ridiculous yeah. ways, driving a car while the tornado comes behind you and it's literally <laughs> one massive disaster after another, you know, tornadoes, tsunamis. Uh, you're in the, I think you fight a bear in the woods barehanded at one point. <laughs> it's, it's a stupid, yeah. stupid game. Um, yeah, and there's a really good video online actually um, of somebody going through sort of all the ridiculousness of that game. And um, yeah, um, if, if 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 we ever get further on our backlog, I might I might lend you that because uh, it is a completely good. insane game. Um, but SOS Final Escape, I think, probably tells the line between the two a little bit. Um, I don't think it's entirely serious, but nor do I think it's. Um, it's playing up the survival aspects too much. Um, so, game starts out with um, this like um, it, it 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 try. I think what I like, I'll start with the things that that sort of like, and which is the way the game starts and the the game plays up some of that tranquil summer aspect quite a lot. So you hear lots of crickets and insects in the background. Um, there's text sort of going, you know, 2005, it was a sunny day um, and tries to put like a nice serene sort of tone to it. And then you basically, um, there's a, you're on a man-made sort of island called Striver Island um, that the government 
thought was a good idea to do. Um, and naturally what happens is that it starts sinking and uh, tsunamis and earthquakes and things start happening. You're a journalist and it's your first day at work and this happens. Um, so you're crossing like this big bridge um, and, and it starts sort of breaking apart and that's kind of how you sort of get introduced to sort of the the um, the mechanics of the game and it kind of evolves from there. It's quite linear in terms of how it progresses so you kind of move from one area to another there's sort of a map that you can sort of use to figure out uh, points of interest and uh, the big thing really is probably your backpack um, that you use to carry all the equipment that you need. Um, you get that fairly early on I think if I remember rightly there's some helicopter that's that can't land, wants to pick you up, it's that sort of thing. But it drops you off like a survival pack, basically. It goes, there you go, you'll be all right, off your trot sort of thing. And you get, I think you get radio as well at some point fairly early on, and it kind of tells you, you know, go to this point here and, um, you know, we'll pick up survivors from there. So you kind of, it's almost like a breadcrumb sort of story where you kind of going from point to point um, to, to kind of find the ne- the next thing that might rescue you but inevitably, um, that's generally when something goes wrong and then you end up having to sort of uh, move to the next rescue area or what have you. Um, I think that the thing that I like most about this was the fact that the environments, you know, are quite, like I say, the game is quite serene. And then when it's not serene, it just does it. It doesn't kind of do anything bombastic it does kind of bring music and things into the fore but it doesn't it doesn't um signpost it and so because of that you really feel that the world is quite chaotic and can just change in a whim um i think given the age of this game and and the sort of budget of this game it's all probably pre-programmed in terms of um when things are triggered in terms of the world and and whatnot but it still feels always quite impressive just how much areas can get reshipped quite quickly um as you're moving through them um i remember quite again this quite late on you're in sort of like a a baseball arena uh and it's sort of been set up for survivors so you know with tents and things like that and when when you arrive there it's things just start going sort of vertical and when you kind of look back at where you've been after all the debris there, it's just, you know, it's no longer a flat um, mm. playing field. It's completely different. And um, that side of thing, things I, I sort of really, really enjoyed. Um, and just the normality of it, I suppose, which was this is just a bloke who's going to work. He's not a superhero or anything. He doesn't have any guns, you know. Um, he He's just trying to survive. Um you meet people along the way, um, and then you try and help them out. There were kind of, I think there was not a president's daughter, but the, but the, the mayor's daughter, I think, at one point you meet, uh, and he's she's looking for her brother. Um, so you have things like that, and you have um, some cops as well later on, and uh, eventually you do meet sort of, and this is so, and so this is when the game gets a bit weird. You say so, eventually you meet up and you get you get to work. So you get to the newspaper offices that you're a reporter for and the lead, like the person running it, the editor, is there and he's like, go out and get me the news story. 
<laughs> and it's like everybody's leaving this island. Why are you still working? <laughs> when, yeah. when when there's no need to. It's a bit strange on that part. Um, the game ramps up in terms of the mystery and intrigue, and you, as you can probably guess, um, the fact that this is man-made island from the government, etc. There's a little bit of um, sort of dodgy dealings and things like that. So uh, that's kind of how the game sort of um, unfolds. Um, I would have liked the game better if it kept to that tone. Unfortunately, the game has a tendency to... It, it, it just went into too much unbelievability at the end, in all honesty. Um, there were bits where helicopters were chasing you with guns which felt completely <laughs> out with the first you know two thirds of the game it didn't it didn't yeah. make sense to me and i feel like i think you get this a lot with um games from this era which is they they're not confident enough to just sell themselves on the basis of what of a, of a very different experience and it always feels like they have to sort of shoehorn something in there and so, like when when that happens with the with with the um, helicopter, it, it, bizarrely it's a little bit like uh, Metal Gear Solid with with the helicopter, and so you yeah. uh, you end up getting a fire hose, and then you aim the fire hose full of water and take down the chopper by spraying it into its um, yeah. It's another helicopter battle on the top of a rooftop, basically, but instead Amazing. of this time. A gun, you're you're shooting a massive firehouse. So yeah. you know that's what I mean in terms of like it. It's obviously trying to find something that's not a gun and and doesn't want to do the shooting, but ultimately, it feels it needs some sort of big bombastic set piece to make people feel like this is a game that has you know that's a game. I suppose I think that's that that's what I'm driving at, and I just yeah. feel like it didn't need that. Um, but overall. Yeah, I I quite enjoyed this. It was hokey, and it was it was very old. I think I think the other thing that it the, the game that it reminded me of a little bit as well was EDF. It's just in terms of production mm. values, it it didn't it it did not have good voice acting. It did not have a good script. You know, <laughs> like really, really, really bad, um, and not funny bad, just bad bad. Um, mm. and, and really low quality voices like, like they've been done on a mobile phone you know it's just like oh. <laughs> really yeah. really shitty production values and um, the other side of that is you know obviously with like the destruction and things it, that's what I mean as well it kind of felt like an EDF game in that way where everything's very low poly and again this, this is a really early PS2 game um, so it wasn't it, it, it doesn't look like I said, said earlier, the textures are not good. It does not look good, but it makes up for it in in its own sort of style and, um, and character, really. Um, so I didn't interrupt you there for for the purpose of, of letting you you get through that and, and for the purpose of the listener. But I, I have actually played this. So um, oh, have you? I yeah yeah I played it. When did it come out? Early, oh, early PS2. So would it's that really be... early. I think it's like 90s. early two thousands. Oh yeah, it might it might be. 
It might be that it might be that long ago, yeah. Yeah. So I, I will have played it quite close to release, I think. So my memory is pretty hazy. I remember the stadium, so that was going to be one of the things I I, I uh, was going to ask whether that is a, a, a realistic memory or not. Is there a set piece on a bridge as well, or is that on am I making bridge. that up? I might be. Um, I might be making that. There's up. a few set pieces at the end, isn't there? Um, yeah. Um, there's a bit with two cops as well at the end, which is just ridiculous. I don't know if you remember that and. I don't, but then I don't remember the water hose and the helicopter bit, so that just shows <laughs> how good my memory is, isn't it? You know, I mean, you would think you'd remember something like that. Well, but, uh... maybe not. I mean, it's not yeah. a long game. Um, I'm guessing you probably no. got through this very quickly at the time. Uh, yeah, I think so. I remember water being an important commodity throughout the game. Are you having to like share it with the people you come across and stuff? Uh, do you yeah. do you have to choose who you go with and stuff like that? Yeah, 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 through? yeah. That's right. So yeah, that's, that's right. that was saying about the woman. So the, there was kind of two female protagon- protagonists at one point. Like I said, there's this this um, person who was kind of related to to um, the, the the mayor, and and then there was another character who I can't remember what her deal was. But there was points where you have to kind of uh, choose um what to do and who to follow and yeah multiple endings as well but to be honest um yeah the multiple endings was just ridiculous because i looked at other ones and it was like eh, wasn't really like it, it was really obvious the bad endings which was get oh there's a helicopter here are you by yourself and you're like You've got a person like five minutes, you know, two minutes down the road. It's like, well, if you yeah. bog off now, obviously it's going to be a bad ending, isn't it? Because you're not saving everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was stuff like that. Um, so it was literally kind of a choice at the end that, that determined the ending, was it? No, no, there was a few. So there, I think there was about two points where you could get on a helicopter early. Um, oh, I see. Okay. And yeah, then yeah. at the end, there was some choices because I think the investigative part there was like a file you had to get and then i think at the end it was a case of do you want to show the file to this person or not i.e do you want to show the yeah. truth basically or not so obviously if you don't yeah, show the right, truth yeah it's yeah. not going to be a good ending um yeah can you remember the ending not really i remember <laughs> as you alluded to there there was some kind of conspiracy element uh and I've got a vague idea of who was the culprit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't remember the specifics other than that. No, I mean the story wasn't great, but um, it, it it tried to it tried to do a big bombastic ending. And what was really funny at the ending was just how bad the animations were. I mean, it was just terrible. <laughs> I mean, really, really bad. Some of the worst animations I've seen in a game for a long time in fact you know i, I think that was what not annoyed I, th- I think there's something about things being called classics right and and this could be but in yeah. reality it's just not funny enough except that bit like i say right at the end when it was like trying to do something really serious and the animation was that bad i did burst out laughing i was like this is <laughs> this is really terrible but some of the other stuff it just didn't it didn't have enough of that quirkiness that you might that I was almost hoping for at some level because, you know, I don't pick up games like this to play 2019 because I think they're going to be good, right? I, I'm I'm buying yeah, them yeah. because I think it's going to be something different and um, and add to that sort of repertoire of survival games in inverted commas that I am quite sort of interested in for some bizarre reason. 
Um, and I think I think the reason I'm interested in them is because I want to see how close to normality they make them because mm. that's what I'm kind of wanting, if I'm honest. I want something that feels yeah. like that could be me if I got, you know, I don't know, a plane crashed or something. I don't know, you know, something like that or uh, yeah, yeah. in the jungle. Do you know, th- there's something about um, banal everydayness that I think isn't always captured well in video games because they want to play up other things. And I think I think there's something interesting you can do with that. And I that's why I like stuff that's like that. I think modern games, again, you know... Um, indie games and sort of narrative driven stuff and you know things not specifically but you know hair story and and things that feel um based rooted in reality that there's, there's more stuff around that or things based around relationships or you know um very sort of uh, there is more stuff that's very easily relatable day to day now than than they used to be um so again that's why it's also also interesting to go back to a ps2 game that's supposedly realistic as in you play a person you know um set in the real world in inverted commas how realistic is that and um yeah i think i think that's what i like to look at and kind of see what they do um it's it's the same reason why i'm kind of fascinated by firefighting games and stuff as well that's another one really really bizarre or, or 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 being a cop or that sort of thing you know sort of job-based games um mm. the the you know how how close is it to just normality i suppose um so but yeah it, it was it was it i don't know i'm really i'm torn on it i don't bizarrely i mean i thought i thought playing this would make me more excited for four when that comes out on ps4 but now i'm a bit like uh it might be a bit shit. <laughs> right. So, by all accounts, the next game in the series is much better. Um, I think that was called Disaster Report. Um, yeah. But I don't know if I'll be able to find a copy uh, at a reasonable price. Um, so, I was going to say, from, so from memory, the second one came out of here, but the third one didn't, is that right? That's right, yeah. The third one yeah, was on okay. PSP only in Japan. Um that's right. Okay. The second one came out quite late, I think, on um, the PS2. Um, yeah. And I think I'd, I'll have to end up spending 30 quid for the privilege, so I might <laughs> yeah. I might not bother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but although you're a little less enthusiastic, you will still pick up the fourth one, do you think? Or I think I will, because I think, yeah. I think there's enough for me to think that... Um, it, it won't do at least something interesting. The fourth one as well has got some VR mode as well, which oh, okay, yeah. uh, is, again, just that alone is intriguing enough to know what the hell that will be. I can't imagine yeah. it's a full game or experience, but... Um, and I, I, I don't know who's bringing... I think, I think, I think um, Nipponichi are bringing this over. It, again, the thing is, um, this is a series that's just had such a terrible... Um, run of luck in terms of releases I mean the first two came out on budget label over here it came out on um, Age Tech on the PS2 Um, and and loads of stuff came out on budget labels on PS2 it was like it was a bit of one of those things where 
everything got released, didn't it? No matter what it, yeah. no matter what the quality. Um, and then the third one obviously didn't. Uh, PSP was probably not as big over here as it was in Japan. And then the fourth one was going to get released, but then um, Japan had a massive real life earthquake, um, which. Yeah. Basically, they felt it would be in bad taste to release this game, number four. So they literally scrapped it completely. Um, mm. The team went under. They stopped making games. And then about 10 years, yeah, maybe six years later, um, a lot of fans online basically said, look, we'd, you know, we'd like another one. So they set up as a brand new studio and they literally remade the fourth game from scratch. <laughs> And that got released, last, like I said, this year in Japan. Um, and they're, they're going to kind of uh, release it over here. So uh, I think it's, yeah. There are certain games out there that, that you think, oh, that'll never happen. And, you know, it's one of those franchises that was pretty much dead. So um, I think for that reason alone, I'll probably pick it up because I think 4 will end up being another... It'll, it will be another sort of sought after game. There's not going to be many other games yeah. like this. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so, for a while now, I've been, uh, well, we've both been supposed to be playing uh, Dragon Quest XI for the podcast, which is, you know, an incredibly long game by most people's standards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I felt the best way to prepare for that was to get completely distracted and instead spend 60 hours 100%ing what is widely regarded as by far the worst game in the Assassin's Creed series. <laughs> uh, Assassin's Creed 3. Um, oh, right. Uh, okay. I've played 3. Yeah. You have? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's an Ubisoft game. That's pretty much all you need to know about it if, you, if you're unfamiliar. Uh, originally released 2012. It was remastered this year, and that's the version I've been playing on PS4. Um, usual story with Assassin's Creed, open world, third person kind of stealth combat game, absolutely filled to the brim with side content. Um, classic Ubisoft map syndrome, um, go up a tower, um, reveal your immediate surroundings, and there's you know a million side quests to do. Um, and they kind of range from the genuinely enjoyable for me to the completely tedious. Um, uh, and yeah, um, what I will say first and foremost uh, that this remaster is by far the buggiest game I've ever played. Really? Um, and those, yeah, oh, yeah, big time. Um, and those <laughs> bugs kind of range from the funny, so. Uh, moonwalking NPCs are something I would happily have in most games. Um, very first kind of mission, uh, you kind of uh, enter the city at the dock and you're walking along and then a guy moonwalks past me. I kind of blink and did I actually see that? And then uh, about 20 seconds later, another two NPCs walk backwards past me. Really, really odd, but but mildly amusing. Uh, and then they range the kind of, like I say, to those amusing ones to slightly irritating. Um, so you might be stood near an NPC who is like doing a bark, you know, talk, uh, talking to another NPC. Um, but if you stand still near them, they'll just repeat the same dialogue over and over again, sort of every five seconds. Um to the incredibly annoying. So I would say on five or six occasions, I had just full-on screen freeze game lockup, um, where I wow. had to just hard reset the console. Um, 
and then you know just t- textures not loading in in certain areas and, and stuff like that uh despite all of that like i say i 100 the game because i'm an idiot i i there's something about this series of games that i really really enjoy and i can't really put my finger on what it is um i i like the free-flowing nature of the the movement obviously the the whole idea of this is there's there's kind of parkour elements you can skip across rooftops and stuff but there's no real challenge to that it's literally you know it's quite if you're familiar with the game forgive me because you you already know this but you're literally pointing the stick and holding a trigger down to climb a building and and to jump across kind of the the right line but when you pull it off so in this game there there's there's um city areas but there's also kind of um kind of forest areas as well mm-hmm. where you can like skip through the tree lines and yeah. when you find the right line there that's that's pretty um satisfying but as i say you, you look at that you step back and go well what have i actually done there i'm literally just holding down a button i'm not really achieving anything um but pulling off um kind of stealthy assassinations and, and kills and, and chaining um combos together in the combat can can feel a little bit satisfying but i i don't know what it is i think i think it's just i mean it's well documented on this podcast that i really enjoy having lots of extra stuff to do um but this really does take it to the extreme i mean there, there are areas of this where i was very clearly going through the numbers to to mop up the side stuff you know there's pages of diaries that you have to jump across the rooftops to to pick up and that's not a particularly enjoyable thing to be doing and yet i found felt compelled to, to, to go through it at all. <laughs> um, main storyline wise, um, I quite liked that there is, it pulls a bit of a switcheroo. So the character you play in the first three or four missions isn't the main character you play throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite enjoyed that element of it. Um, and then what you're playing then is essentially is, is a revenge story um, around the time of the American revolution. Um, and yeah, I mean, storyline, storyline itself it, it, it is guff, but I, th- what I do like about these games, I think, is just the ridiculous nature of them. So if you've never played an Assassin's Creed game, it's partially set in the future where you're kind of controlling a guy called Desmond who is strapped into a machine called the Animus, which taps into his subconscious um, and he can enter the memories of his ancestors. So you are playing um, an ancestor of his, uh, the idea being that you're doing that through his memories. Um and it's just complete nonsense science fiction. But I think I think that is one of the elements I really like about how overblown and, and over the top it is. Um, but yeah, this is not not a great game. Objectively, they're, they're quite aside from the bugs I encountered. Um, there are there are definite issues with it. What what it does introduce is naval combat, which I really really enjoyed. Mm. Um, so that will go on to be a main feature of the next game in the series, Black Flag, Assassin's Creed 4, which I'm really looking forward to playing now because I would say the naval side of things is, is probably the thing I enjoyed the most uh, in this game. Um, but yeah, it's it just a, a bit of a mess uh, overall, to be honest with you. I don't know what your your kind of um, experience uh, with it was. Three. Three was very long. That's what I remember. Yeah. It was yeah. very drawn out. Um, and... Three was, three was the one where they said, "Oh, it's a big new change." And the thing I remember was there was the new animation for going in between trees, like yeah. running around in between trees was the big thing. Um, <laughs> for some reason, that's what I remember. The other thing I remember was the bases. There was a lot of base sort of um, 
um, takedowns on that game. And they all seem to be really similar, do you know, in terms of going to the fort and there would be something you'd have to take out and then you'd jump yes. in, jump out. And that felt new and different um, for yeah. the series as well. So they were the new things. But I quite liked the story in 3. Um, right, okay. Because, because I think the reason for that is because I don't know much about the American Revolution, if I'm honest. And okay. yeah. yeah. It felt quite good to get some of that. And I knew some of the names like Paul Revere and mm. um obviously Washington and yeah. um there's some other people. I can't remember a lot of all of them, but I but I, I recognise some of the names and just just because you pick up things and um and then the big the big thing I remember in that game was the tea party stuff, so throwing the tea in the ocean yes, and stuff. That's right. And the standoff, yeah. and that was in Boston, wasn't it? So you yeah. know, yeah. I think uh, I kind of like this about Assassin's Creed games, which is you get a weird version of history out of them. You, it, and, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think that's kind of cool because um, I wouldn't read a book about the American Civil War. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't have any interest, but I would play a game, and and I think I think you've hit the nail on the head around why why these games can eat up so much time. Though is that it is really easy just to kick back and just do because it it the platforming is not challenging, so you can traverse no, a lot no, quite no. easily and get around and you know yeah. grab a horse and just go off, and it's it's it is quite freeing and just. It's never. There's never anything that feels too difficult in those games. The stealth is not too difficult either, in general. You no. know. Um, so yeah, I, I I definitely did a lot. I don't think I hundred percented it by any stretch. <laughs> um, was this the game that introduced like um, like hundred percenting for side missions or not? Like perfect runs for side missions. No, I think that was present in the earlier ones. So yeah, you have uh, optional objectives. Uh, oh, it's that's the main mission. So you have optional objectives in the main missions that you need to yeah. um, hit to one hundred percent the game, um, and that can be pretty. Uh, yeah. On the whole, they're relatively easy, but there are a couple that were were maddening to to get. Um, yeah, yeah, I was never going to do that. If I remember rightly, yeah. I was like, I'm not replaying st- missions just to yeah. do a thing. Were you were you trying to do them? For, I'm guessing you were trying to do them first time in the most in the main anyway, didn't you? I'd say after three or four, I thought, oh, do you know what? I I, I, I told myself I was just going to do um, the main, the main, do thing. all side mission, all side missions, do the main story just as is, right? Not worry about those objectives, right. Just do all the side missions and stuff. And then I was so, um, I realised I was going to get so close to 100 percent in without doing it <laughs> that after three or four missions, I was like, right, okay, it's going to be a lot quicker for me if I. If I do decide to do that, that if I because the, the missions are checkpointed, so yeah, yeah, large nine times out of ten, if you miss one of those optional objectives, you can just reload your last checkpoint. That's right, and it'll take you maybe thirty seconds to get back yeah. to where you were. Uh, so it's not too painful. Whereas if you, if I'd waited to the end of the game and redone all of them, yeah, it would have taken a lot, lot longer. So yeah, I did start doing that part way through. Yeah, why did um, you? Why did you do it? Why did you go for hundred percent? Was it was it that shiny uh, platinum and stuff? Was it was it that? Yeah, I, I, there is a definite, um, yeah, that side of things definitely appeals to me, and I can't really, again, I can't put my finger on why that's important I, I, I to just, me. Uh, yeah, I just with with Assassin's Creed especially, like, I 
I can almost understand doing it for, say... Uh, this is going to sound really critical of you, I know, but I can almost understand <laughs> doing it for, like, Red Dead Redemption or Witcher yeah. 3 or something like that because there isn't going to be a Witcher 4 for five or six years and there isn't going to be a Red Dead for maybe 10 or 15 yeah. years. You know, literally, it really isn't. You know, it's going to be a long period of time. There are Assassin's Creed games almost every year. If, well, if you try and do 100% of all of them, you're, you, you're, you're going to get further and further behind from that end point yeah. of Assassin's Creed games. You do realise this. Oh, you, you're, you're absolutely right, because the thing that spurred me on to play in this is um, seeing some footage of Assassin's Creed, not Origins, Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, and they've, they've obviously completely changed the way it plays, and it looks really, really interesting. It's down and more kind of, it looks like more yeah. of a Witcher style yeah. game. And I'm really keen to get to that, but I will not allow myself to no. do that until I've played all the games sequentially. You're, you're so, an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I, you're not wrong. I'm, I'm fully aware of that, but I have to play them in order, and I can't help myself. And I've which, I've got which, them. I've got all of them up until Syndicate. Oh my I've picked god! Up in sales over the years. Um, so yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The, the, the sensible thing to do would have been a 12-hour skip through the main missions. Yeah. Um, but that that is just not what happened. <laughs> you, you're not going to jump uh, yeah. ahead, then. You're not going to jump jump to Odyssey uh, no, or Origins. Uh, no. Well, no, especially because I genuinely am looking. I know that Black Flag was well received at the time, um, and if it is as based around the naval stuff as I understand it to be, I think I'll really, really enjoy that. Okay. Um, Which ones have you played that, then? That, so I've played everything up until up until three. Including all the um, ones that so, are a little bit not proper as well, because uh, it gets weird. <laughs> so I've played obviously the original Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Two, and then there were th- there were three Assassin's Creed Two games essentially, weren't there? Yeah. So Assassin's Creed Two, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, um, yeah. which was really good, and then Revelations. the third one, Revelations, yeah, which was not so good. Yeah, okay, it had some kind of RTS, yeah, parts to it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then obviously okay. three now. So okay. yeah, that, that's it, uh, the reason I say this is because so I've played I've played exactly the same number of Assassin's Creed games as you. I've played right, okay. all the same ones and none more and none less. <laughs> okay, we are literally okay. in the same position, and I'm considering this as an intervention for you to try and break the cycle because <laughs> I've broken the cycle. I've kind of you know, and and I've got I've got Assassin's Creed Black Flag next to play, and I'll probably play that at some point, but. I'm in yeah. no rush, but equally, I, I, I'm the same. I want to probably. I've seen sort of Origins and Odyssey. I think I think Origins appeals to me more, which is the Egyptian one, uh, rather yes. than the Greek one. Um, but the, but but by all accounts, I think they're very similar games. And but they yeah. are proper revolutions of the formula. But from what I've seen, you know, like you say, uh, proper RPG mechanics and um, combat that's a little bit more detailed and and just a yeah. a, a, a different structure in general. And so. That's probably what I want to play next, but what I'm probably not going to do is play Black Fag Rogue uh, Syndicate, which Unity. I think is terrible. Unity, which was also <laughs> terrible by all accounts. Liberation, which is the Vita one that got ported. Oh, yeah, Liberation. That's, another that, one. that's included in the remaster, so that's my next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because by and now. I've also but, got the uh, 2D, go the 2D spin offs as well to play. Well, you're not playing um, those. Come on. I am. No, I'm you're not. Come on. I'll go around to your <laughs> house and 
burn them or something. Um, because the other side of it is, if I remember rightly, again, it's been quite a long time since I played three and brought the cycle. I, I'll come to come to, come to it in a minute, but um, but um, isn't this like the end of Desmond's story now? If I remember rightly, yes, yeah. So you can so you can stop. That's what I'm saying. The rest of it all just isn't like it's not him anymore. So it doesn't matter. That's like, true. Like I believe, like the the thing in in black flag black flag i haven't played it but i think i think a bunch of that is you like going around the offices of ubisoft while they're making the game but that sounds like brilliantly stupid yeah exactly like really yeah yeah it's really that's what i'm getting at so there's no big story anymore there's no big important oh, no, I, thing i do understand that i get that i get that but i'd be, I'd be the same with a, a series of games even if it wasn't the story side of it i think i just enjoy seeing how they evolve and and i think if i went and played um origins and odyssey now am i going to go back and play the previous no. games i don't know no <laughs> you're not I've got them and i want to play them so i for instance right i don't i mean i've already said why i want to play black flag unity i'm really really interested in playing because it was absolutely slated when it came out oh yeah and my suspicion is that now that it's been patched and it's probably not too bad oh, yeah it's I, probably I, nowhere near as bad as people made out i suspect um, that was that was the one with the that was the one with all the bugs wasn't it that was the one with the face yes. which looked like a halloween <laughs> mask or something the no face yeah. character yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And the eyeballs yeah. popping out yeah that was that one yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i think there, there are things that i think would be entertaining about all of these either way but but i'm uh, there are also hooks like with unity where it was just it was just panned wasn't it completely panned mm. um and then yeah syndicate i guess less less so but um yeah but that's yeah, all I, called blammy governor I, and all that isn't it it's all oh that one's going to be the, like that's the one i want to avoid more than anything because it's all in london mate and all that oh god yeah. oh <laughs> Can already see it. Can already picture it. It's why I. It's why I won't play the new Watch Dogs game. Right. Okay. Same reason. Well, yeah. Bad. Bad. If London it was set options. in Yorkshire, would it be a different story? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was like Resistance, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I could deal with that. Um, yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. And I, I, I get the appeal. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I, I played a lot of Assassin's Creed and really do enjoy them probably for the same reasons as you do um but yeah i've weaned myself off and bizarrely i think what i've weaned myself onto instead is the yakuza series i think that's what's ended up happening that okay that is what i play instead which is my go-to feel good isn't no too challenging lots of side stories always the same location you know it's comfortable it feels cozy and i i get the same feeling when i play assassin's creed so um yeah that's kind of what's happened to me, is that I've kind of moved on to that instead. But so I know what it's like, and but you could skip them. There's some. There's going to be some. Well, hmm. are you playing Liberation next? Did you say? <laughs> yeah, that is that is the next game. So that's what I'm playing next. I mean, listen, you're undoubtedly right. Of course, you're right. I I, I totally get that. But I don't know if I can do it. Okay. I don't know if I can do it. So I'll I'll report back. And let you know. Mm. Before we leave Assassin's Creed Three, um, 
one thing I will say is, I again, included on this remaster disc, there's um, a couple of extra bits and pieces, one of which is the original um, game reveal trailer, which is absolutely outrageous, even by video game trailer standards. It's It, it kind of... So bombastic. It captures the essence of one particular mission in the game, but gives the impression of sort of much more involved combat than is than is possible and it's it's absolutely spectacular as a trailer but as an advert for what is possible in the game it's <laughs> it's kind of gleefully misleading it's uh yeah i would encourage you to go and give it a, oh we'll a do look. yeah yeah it's, yeah uh, i i do like that trailers brilliant. um they were yeah, always yeah. i think they were one of the first ones even the first one that they were so well cut and um yeah. all in game you know and um probably only rivaled by Metal Gear Solid for their trailers. Yeah, so, you know, I think, um, yeah, I'll have a look at that. Um, Just another thing with Assassin's Creed, and this is just kind of a minor gripe, is that I'm a bit, I'm still a bit disappointed that one was one and then two has been the formula for so long because there were things about one that were good that's just been kind of never been returned to, which is the whole kind of building up to a proper mission you never get that feeling in these mm. ones that the main assassinations don't never had the same weight after that and i don't think this i think this one really did away with it did it does it this one have the cut scenes when you kill someone still or not no you do you still have it like the screen all goes white with the uh yeah mm. and he's kind of whispering to them and what have you you still have that but yeah you're absolutely right um, that was the highlight of the first game. Now, I mean, it's well documented. There were a lot of flaws with the first game. Oh yeah, the absolutely. Kind of yeah, variety yeah. of missions was was um, you know quite poor. Uh, a lot of like tailing people and, and and what have you. But you're right. Yeah, there was a definite feeling of you're actually preparing it for uh, yeah an actual assassination that, you, that you're you're kind of um, building up to it as you say. And yeah, that's definitely been lost along the way for. Up until three, as far it's as I've just, played. But, it's um, crazy, isn't it? I think, you know, yeah. the game's called Assassin's Creed, but it doesn't feel like anything about being an assassin anymore. I don't, yeah. yeah, it's just strange how it's evolved. Um, it's too popular now, so, you know, it'll be what it'll be. But I think yeah. at some point they will do a radical makeover and make something a bit more like that again. Yeah. But yeah. that's probably another 20 games down the line, <laughs> which you will play oh, all uh, of but- them. <laughs> yeah, of course. I say my next game is Liberation. What I actually need to do first is to finish uh, the storyline DLC, which is called The Tyranny of King Washington, which I really liked the sound of. It's like alternate alternate version of events of the game. I haven't George Washington this. sees his... You have? No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, you haven't? Oh, yeah. So like Washington, you get a cutscene at the start and George Washington has seized the Apple of Eden, which is this magical artifact in the game, and he's been corrupted by it and has declared himself king and i just again i love the kind of batshit nature of that <laughs> thing but just going back to what i said at the start and the annoying bugs i did what i normally do i did all available side missions to uh to mop those up before carrying on with the the main um storyline before going to the final part of episode one of this three episode storyline dlc saved the game came back to it the next time and all of that side mission stuff had been had been wiped um, <laughs> so yeah what i'm essentially saying is is fuck this remaster i'm not very happy with it but uh but yeah enjoyed the game overall but yeah the bugs are unreal absolutely unreal wow wow yeah. you should have just played it on an yeah. old console shouldn't you yeah exactly i've learned my lesson there